is Angela, and this is the Homestead Education Podcast, where we talk all things homesteading, and we want to share our passion and experience for this lifestyle with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome in to this episode of Homestead Education. It is Mandy. I'm obviously here with Angela. And um, we wanted to do kind of one of those very candid conversation pieces again today. Um, first of all, Angela, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. Uh, sun shining where you are? It's shining. <laughs> 85 degrees Fahrenheit. I am so happy. It's a good day. Yeah, it's going to be such a good day. Mm-hmm. Um. So Angela and I talk often, um, as one would probably expect, and we, uh, I guess, to give some backstory of why we wanted to even jump on here to record this is on our farm. Earlier this week, we had um, an unfortunate accident and one of our baby goats died. Um, And we won't go into the nitty gritty details Um, and it's still, I mean, the wounds are still pretty fresh, but I think what's important to take from that is the word accident. Right. And then I was sitting in bed, um, late at night after, after the accident. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, I stood there and we handled, you know, the, the, the business and then we had to do chores and then, you know, it's just kind of like life goes on. Right. And I was thinking like, when, when do you have time, you know, talking to myself to grieve? Like, do you do, are you grieving about these things anymore? Like what, uh, you know, so I was at a very deep spiral at, you know, 11 PM and I text Angela the next morning and Cause we're in different time zones and that would have been rude if I, if I texted her, at, you know, like 1am, but, um, I texted her promptly the next morning and I was like, I think that we should just record this because, you know, and then we, we kind of started to talk like, do, do us as homesteaders, as, you know, farmers, whatever, whatever we're calling ourselves, stewards of the land and taking care of these animals, do you feel like you're taking the time to deal with these tragedies or death? Um, very taboo word, um, unfortunately, but when there is livestock, the, the saying goes, when there's livestock, there's dead stock. And it's terrible, but it is just true. So then Angela brings up a good point and she was like, well, I don't know. Like, are we numb to it? Like what, you know, and I'm like, gosh, I don't know. Am I numb to it? Maybe. So here we are. Um, here we are and all really good food for thought. And I think it kind of just really, I don't know, it just sits really, it sits really deep in my soul to, to just kind of maybe bring some of these things to, to light. I mean, I guess I'm just going to ask you, do you feel like if you have death, whether that's a bird, you know, all the way up to, um, I mean, even in your example, uh, when Dozer had everything going on, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there was no death involved, but there could have been. And so all of those emotions are just so connected and so linked and they sit really deep with us. I feel like as we, you know, continue to 
evolve and really learn and love these animals and appreciate these animals, do you feel like when something happens that you, A, take the time or I don't know, like, do you take the time to even think about what has happened? That's a good question. And maybe that, maybe there's a bit of personality that ties in with that. For me, I'm a busy bee, right? All the time. And then that was even before the farm. Now that I have the farm, this lifestyle demands that you constantly be busy and go, go, go. And I think that for me, when, regardless of whether it's a death, an illness, or just any sort of a life challenge period, you know, um, maybe I'm in a confrontation with somebody, whatever. I'm the type of person where I just get very consumed by it. And so it doesn't matter if I'm busy with farm chores or the animals or my kids. When something affects me or bothers me, I think about it in the background constantly. And I think that's how I kind of would process, you know, we haven't, I haven't, knock on wood, lost a horse. I haven't lost a sheep to death or an even accidental death. What I went through with Dozer, my mare Clydesdale was a horrible bout of colic and she did almost die. And even though she had surgery, she wasn't recovering. And I begged for an extra 24 hours and acupuncture to try to get her system to kick in. And, and then finally it did. And in between that period where I thought she might die, I was completely engrossed mm -hmm. in a cycle of thought of what's it going to mean for the farm without her. You know, I have one other horse, he's going to be lonely. We would need a replacement. And then of course there's the emotional attachment. But on the other hand, I have a flock of 40, 40 ducks mm -hmm. and I've adopted some and in the morning, you just don't know how old they are. I'll go out to the coop and, you know, once every couple of years, they've just died of old age. And I don't cry. I don't get upset. Of course, there's always a momentary feeling of appreciation where you stop to actually honor the life that was, mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't bury our birds. I mean, I give them back to nature because I think that that's part of living in a sustainable ecosystem. We have animals that we can feed. So I respectfully and gently carry them off and donate them to wildlife. Um, I don't ever, I, but to answer your original question, I don't ever just sit and yeah. sort of have a, a funeral unless it's, you know, my dog that died of like 18 years. Yeah. Right? I mean, and that's kind of, we brought that conversation up. It's like, you know, um, we can just use my example, which all kind of triggered this is, you know, it's late at night, we buried the baby goat and, you know, it's 11 PM and Casey is digging, digging a, you know, a grave, if you will. And it's like, well, there's so many other things that have to happen, right. Before we can go to bed, honestly. I mean, like it's, so many other mouths to feed and I had to milk and, you know, and so then it's like, okay, well now it's, it's, it's done. And then we just go to bed. And so, I don't know. I just kind of like, I didn't cry either. Right. But are you feeling guilty that you didn't? Well, I think that maybe this is where this is all stemming from. Uh, I mean, given my, my career and my background, I mean, I, I've actually literally seen thousands of animals die. Um, 
and it doesn't, it, it, it never gets easier. Right. Um, I would say a vast majority of that is just a humane euthanasia working in veterinary practice. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I think that maybe there's some guilt, there's some guilt tied to it. And also just, um, I think it's maybe more or less just this lifestyle kind of just, you know, it supports, like you said, being a busybody and picking up and going. I mean, well, also just, and this is not to devalue the life that was lost, but you have to move on for your animal's sake. You have to physically keep going. You have to go out and feed those animals. You have to go muck the stalls and do whatever. Mm -hmm. And so does that mean you're not thinking about it? No, absolutely not. I think also though, there's some shock there because it was an accident Mm -hmm. and it was something where it was like, oh my God. And then anytime there's an accident, whether the animal dies or gets hurt, you're always just thinking, what could I have done better? And how could I have prevented this? I think your reaction is totally normal. But I told this to Mandy when we were talking about it the other day. Um, For better or for worse, and again, never to devalue any life from any species at all. As homesteaders, though, we live in close alignment and connection with birth and death. It is part of a cycle that we witness constantly. Yeah. I mean, right now we're all hatching ducklings, lambs and goat kids are being born. You might be bringing a full, you know, a horse to your, whatever you have. Um, The puppies with Dahlia, you know, it's constant. There's constant Mm -hmm. birth. And I think the fact that we see more life Mm-hmm. then we see more death is something to be proud of. Oh, absolutely. How many goslings and ducklings and chicks and puppies and kittens have you yeah. had? You know, tons. Yeah. And I bet you can count on one hand how many you've lost. Yes. I think that that would, that would be relatively accurate um, for sure. I think, you know, in getting some, some, positive, you know, not, not negative, but just feedback in general on social media, you know, kind of when I just put out like the, gosh, like we're doing our best, like, but my, my reason for even wanting to, um, just kind of, they talk about this and this, you all might be very short and sweet and literally might just leave you with something to think about as we continue to, um, like Angela said, be stewards to the land and our animals and grow and evolve and learn is just making sure that we're taking care of ourselves too. And, um, there's no right or wrong way. Um, it just really, really triggered me in, in just a thought process, not triggered me in necessarily a bad way. When you hear that word, it just really, um, you know, uh, stimulated me to kind of think about, uh, uh, this whole homesteading process, you know, homesteading as a whole. Yes. There's definitely more life than there is death. Yes. Accidents happen, you know, but as I just stood there and, um, you know, handled the body of this baby goat that had just died, you know, carried this baby goat to the grave, then I found myself just 
actually just walking back down to the barn and as if it was normal. Like you felt like you had just crossed the task off your list? Yes. Yes. Like, you know, I was terribly sad. You know, I, you know, I guess to give a little bit of context, you know, I walked down there, unfortunately found this baby goat that was deceased and um, called Casey and they came down and, you know, started to help bury, bury the baby. And yeah, then it was just like, okay. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to shed some light on that. I think that, that I think that probably, um, and I don't want to speak for everybody listening, but it might be more of the norm than I'm actually thinking. And the way that I was feeling about the way myself, the way I was feeling about the way I was feeling was a little bit guilty. And so it just made me want to kind of talk about it because you don't have to feel guilty about something like that. Like you said, there's it, not the only animal. There's so many other things to be happy about and look forward to and celebrate and carry on. And we always learn and we grow and we do better, right? In hindsight's always 2020. And, you know, um, I think for me in that moment when I had those feelings of, okay, now we have a deceased animal. Now we know what we have to do with it. And like you said, it's kind of just like, okay, check off the box and go on to the next task. Um, It felt a little bit different versus, you know, nursing an elderly animal or knowing that an animal is sick and helping them, you know, potentially humanely in their life. It felt very polar opposite to me. Um, So let me ask you this. You recently lost cat daddy. Mm-hmm. Mandy had this this barn cat who was called Cat Daddy because he just had an affinity for fathering and snuggling and cozying up to the babies on the farm. And yeah. that was kind of his thing. And then towards the end, he became riddled with cancer. Mm-hmm. And Mandy and Casey brought Cat Daddy into the house and they kind of gave him this very cushy lifestyle for his last few days and decided he was going to be a house cat if he made it and he just didn't make it. So Manny, my question for you is, would you say that that was a harder departure for you than this baby goat? No, it was the same. I would say it was, I would say the baby goat was harder. It, it, to me, that, that goes back to when we talk about honoring the animal's life and things like that. Right. Like I knew he was sick. I knew he was not going to survive and I was helping him. Right. I, mm-hmm. I felt in that moment in all of those moments that I was absolutely doing my best. We were doing our best and I was honoring him by humanely, you know, taking him to, you know, ending his life. Um, but what's interesting is look how much you have thought about this baby goat mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee that regardless of the fact that you were sort of nursing cat daddy through his last days. Yeah. You seem very affected by this baby goat's death. Maybe it's not the way that you had expected. You are affected by it totally because you're thinking, oh my God, am I affected enough? Yeah. It has stayed with you. It sounds to me like from what we've talked about with the death of cat daddy and all that before, this has affected you more and you wish it would affect you even more that it has, or maybe just in a different way. I think you're carrying it. Yeah. I mean, I guess now even just in this very moment, um, 
realizing that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've definitely carried it through all of these days leading up to just talking about it with you right now. I think it just was important to me to maybe just shed some light um, for anybody who is listening, you know, in this same grind that we are, um, that um, I that you don't have to feel guilty, maybe like I felt so deeply in those moments after. I mean, yes, it's definitely impacted me and we've changed, you know, we've, we've already changed a few things. So like these type, this accident, you know, this very, very freak accident would never happen again, you know, one in a million, honestly, but you know, so those, that doing those things tells me that it's definitely impacted me. I think that I was maybe just taken aback by my own emotions or lack thereof. And then I was like, well, gosh, like, you know, I mean, I'm very honest. And I was like, okay, like, do you care? Like what, you know, what are, are you okay? And, you know, and so I think that I guess just bringing it full circle here and to stop rambling, it made me feel like I wanted to just put it out there to anybody who maybe was feeling the same way that, we do all these things and you absolutely do your very best and you, you know, honor the animal and do all of those things. Right. And, um, it, it can be okay sometimes if you don't sit down and like you said, have a funeral, right. Grieve or whatever, you know, it, it looks different for everybody. Right. But it, it made me feel a certain type of way that I, like you said, just kind of checked the task off and went about and, and it just, it just made me kind of think, I don't know. It just, it's really hard because I think when we're, we're homesteading, we develop a relationship with all of our animals, mm-hmm. regardless of my 40 ducks. I go out there every morning. I know what they all look like. I look for every one of them to make sure they're there. Right. But what's, what's, I think that most commonly in society, we associate having animals with having pets and our farm animals aren't pets. They are different. And to the outsider that might seem like, well, if you don't have time to treat every single animal on your property as a pet, you shouldn't have them all. And I get that. I do get that sentiment. But at the same time, if I can bring in a rescue horse and develop an amazing relationship with him and feed him and get him the healthcare that he needs. And he gives me emotional support in ways that I wasn't getting from something else. Does that mean that I shouldn't have him here? Because I don't think of him as a pet. I think of him as a partner. I don't think so. I think that would be incorrect. And in the the same way, on a much different level, I think of all my little ducks and geese as partners, right? Because they're doing things for me. They're giving me eggs. We've talked about permaculture. And then there comes this fine line where if one of them does get injured, do I run them to the vet emergency or do I do what I can here and self-treat? And for me, I always feel as a first responder, I should self-treat. And if it doesn't work, then take them to the vet. And again, that is a, a very charged topic for some people because again, they say, no, 
it's like a pet for every single time your animals get hurt. Mm-hmm. You should be taking them to the vet and who cares what it costs. If you mm-hmm. can't afford to do it and you don't think that's we a priority, shouldn't you shouldn't have these animals. Yeah. We've talked about that. I know. And it, it is very difficult conversation because it is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that brings up another really, I mean, that's just yeah, very good thinking point. Um, but yeah, I definitely see all of these. I mean, I definitely see them as partners. I mean, I call them, I call our goats, you know, jokingly our employees, right? Like they are, we could not do our business without them. I love them dearly. I take very, very good care of them. Um, but they're not, I, I don't call them our pets. Right. I mean, right. Some people might maybe use that interchangeably or think, gosh, you're just so harsh, but it it is, it's just that that's the way of this lifestyle. Um, When we lose a pet for whatever reason, you know, I have a golden retriever that lives in the house. The rest of my animals live outside in our part of our sort of homestead portfolio. But if you look at the psychology, whether you lose a pet, a human or whatever, there's like this, what is it like a seven step process of grief, grief. And the last step is acceptance. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like maybe as homesteaders, we just are quicker to get to the acceptance phase. We don't yes. have to go through the anger and the rage and the sadness and the crying. We just get it. Yeah. I mean, that actually, I mean, that we can end the podcast. I mean, that just like, that makes perfect sense, right? It's yeah. like we skip, we skip all those other steps. So I think that my whole thought process, you know, when I was, you know, in this deep spiral after, you know, briefly talking to you about this and just kind of thinking about my, the way I was processing everything is my whole thought was, should I be skipping all those other steps? Is, am I taking care of myself? Am I, you know, like, um, actually properly quote unquote grieving? Do I need to be grieving every single loss? I mean, it just really had me thinking of all of these things, but you're right. I mean, you're right. It, it is almost like you kind of get to the acceptance piece a little bit quicker because you have to. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, we get to become practiced at it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a, another, you know, piece or element to all of this. Um, and take it and, you know, you all just take it for whatever it's worth, you know, however you're inferring this conversation that we're having with you. It, it is, I mean, you, uh, I don't necessarily know if we want to use the word numb, but calloused. But yeah. It's just kind of like, okay. And, um, you know, after it's not the first time and it won't be the last time, it just kind of feels maybe part of the lifestyle. Um, it's just kind of like, maybe, maybe as we choose this lifestyle, it's also choosing to understand that those things are going to happen. Um, and you process and everybody deals with them different ways. Um, but I do feel like almost that when we take on this responsibility, um, you are also taking on the responsibility of being able to move on quicker, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, we choose to live in alignment with nature and we choose to live closer to it. 
Yeah. And that comes with all of nature's forms. It's not just the pretty parts. It's the ugly parts too. And the difficult things. Um, And it's not even just accidents. You know, we talked to Kirsten in our last episode, the avian flu, she lost 50 plus birds and she seemed so um, calm. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, she had accepted it already. And she did. Yeah. Yeah. Or you talk to people who, well, you've done it before. They process their animals that they've raised Mm -hmm. from babes and then they process them for food. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing in a, in a, in a good way, I'm saying, because I couldn't bring myself to do it. And then people, you know, they process their animals and then they grieve for them because they are gone, but that's part of their, their life cycle. They Mm -hmm. understand going into it. They know that's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. And then they they do feel they've suffered a loss when those animals are gone. It's just, it's part of homesteading. Yeah. I mean, yeah, specifically, like you said, if you if you do eat meat, I mean, that's another, yeah, it's, it's like, it is a whole mindset that you have to adopt. You have to adopt going into it or you will, mm-hmm. you won't make it, right? You just won't. Yeah. Um, but to that end, Cat Daddy didn't get his own podcast episode, (laughs) you know, the baby goat did. And I think that says something. And I think it shows that we do appreciate all the lives that we, that we take on as homesteaders. There is no lack of appreciation for each and every one of them. I mean, honestly, this very raw and candid conversation has been helpful. And I think that my whole goal in doing this was just to be helpful. I mean, our, our goal always, right. Is to be helpful to anybody listening, but this just felt like, um, maybe taking on something that a lot of people don't discuss. Well, here we are. And, um, yeah, so I think my, I, uh, will leave my last thoughts for anybody is just, to just know that you're doing your very best and take time if you need time. Um, you know, maybe uh, go spoil, you know, if you have a loss and let's just use a, a goat, for example, then spoil your goats the very next day. And it might, however it works for you. I think I needed to hear myself say, or just like that I was doing my very best. I know that, right. I do know that. Of course. Um, but in that moment, it felt like, are you doing your very best? Like, are you actually, and then it's the whole taking care of yourself piece. Right. So I think that that is very important as we continue to navigate and pursue this homesteading lifestyle. Um, just don't forget to take care of yourself. Well said. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good day. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Homestead Education Podcast. Any relevant material will be put in the show notes. We hope you'll share our episodes and also click that subscribe button. For more information about this podcast, you can visit us on Instagram at Homestead Education Podcast. Angela can be found online at axandroothomestead.com and on Instagram at axeandroothomestead. Mandy can also be found online at thefarmermandy.com and on Instagram at wildoakfarms. We'll see you next time.